Yo, yo, what's up, my people? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Recording for y'all on Tuesday night. Gonna record this or uh, post this sometime Wednesday. Um, pretty sure it's fucking Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. Nonetheless, um, today we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff with free agency and in particular our own guys to resign. You know, there's been a ton of fucking talk with T being a trade piece, blah, 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 all that fucking bullshit. That don't mean nothing. Especially after what Duke Tobin said yesterday. I quote, fuck, it sounds bad. I forget the quote. Let me see it. Uh, Let's see. His quote, they want a receiver? Go find their own. He also added, that's ridiculous about all the trade things. And what I've said all along, on what Duke has said all along, is we don't look to make other teams better. Like, why do we look to make other teams better? And that's a completely valid outlook on things. Of course, you know, you think of, well, it's not just one side of the coin. If you're just losing assets, you're acquiring assets, blah, 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 blah. We know how the Bengals operate. They don't fucking trade pieces. Carson Palmer had to fucking retire before we traded this dude. Do y'all understand that? We don't just trade guys. Why would we trade a dude that's getting paid $3.972 million this year and he's a top 10 wide receiver? We're trying to win a bowl. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's not how the Bengals operate. It's not how we do business. It's not going to happen. Now, I'm not saying an extension is surely going to happen. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. All right? But I'll tell you this right now. We're not going to trade him. We're not going to fucking trade him right now. So certain. So before I dive in, um, some updates. Combine starting, my people. I'm pretty sure it's a week-long event. I don't know who is going today. I don't know if it's um, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. I don't know who's measuring today. Uh, but nonetheless, an exciting time you know, for a lot of the people that love to dive into the entire draft process. You know, uh, you really get to see the numbers more tangible in front of your face. And, of course, the players and the product that a lot of people have hype on heading into the draft. You get to see all this shit shown. So it's going to be an exciting time. Um, and a lot of shit's going to shake up. A lot of shit's going to shake up prior to the draft. It's going to be interesting for sure. With not a lot of uh, new news today, um, we're going to run down what I said to begin the episode. Free agency, our own free agency, before free agency. Resigning guys, extending guys, guys to prioritize before free agency hits. You want to get those talks going. You want to get deals done. Let's run down some of those fucking names. All right, so I got a list here of all of the Bengals free agents this year. Um, There's a couple that are restricted, mostly unrestricted. We got 19 players that are hitting FA this year. That's pretty fucking good. It's pretty good. Names like Jesse, Von Bell, Eli, Hayden, Trey Flowers, Maj AP, Dot, Brandon Allen, Drew Sample, Clark Harris, Mark, Max Sharping, 
Michael Thomas, the safety, um, Trent Taylor, Jalen Davis, Jermaine, Chris Lamons, who's been in that fucking debacle with Alvin Kamara, beating the shit out of that dude, uh, Joe Batchy, Travion Williams, Trey Trey, Clay Johnson, and Mitch Wilcox. So overall, that's a pretty good fucking thing to have when you're not 24, 27, 29 guys deep on FAs to retain. So, what does this look like? Because, obviously, the two biggest priorities we got this offseason don't even include any of the fucking free agents. Joe Burrow and TT. We all know that. But, beyond those guys who we're going to extend, and possibly DJ Reader, who knows, maybe Trey Hendrickson, we have no idea, who are some of the guys that we can re-sign? Um, I think off top, I think the Bengals are going to be bullish on bringing Maj P back. Look, we he he's only gotten better with us, which is pretty fucking good. That's pretty good considering Maj has been around for um what's this year for? I I know he was around in twenty twenty. I don't know if he came here in twenty nineteen. I don't. Maybe. Nonetheless, each year he's been here, he's improved. You know what I'm saying? And last year, having the production that he did when Joe was out, um, you know, it was so appealing to a lot of Bengals fans. They thought that he should have been RB1, which is never going to happen. But with that being said, with what he brought to the table, you'd surely like to bring him back. He's a nice, fine pass blocker. He's a good pass catcher coming out of the field or coming out of the backfield. Nothing elite. But as I've said all along with Majay, he's not good at much of anything. He's solid at everything. And that's what you want. You want dependability. That's what he gave people. I think it's going to appeal enough to uh, this coach's staff, this FO, to bring him back. I could predict something like two years, 6.5 mil. His last contract was two years, uh, 5 mil, I think. Maybe 4.5. Nonetheless, he's going to get a pay raise. Even though it's going to be his third, fourth, fifth contract, whatever the fuck. I think we'll get a pay raise. Uh, it could maybe even push 7 mil. He's a fine RB too. So we'll see. 6, 7 mil on a two-year deal. Something I could see him getting retained for. Von Bell, as we've talked about many times, he's a guy that's going to stay. Jesse's going to walk. You surely hope that Von doesn't get many offers that are creeping towards the double-digit mark, like 10 mil per year. If that's the case, I don't know if we can do that but i'm hoping for something like three years 21 mil he initially signed on a three-year 18 mil and he absolutely outplayed that contract especially this year having probably his best year of his career putting up really good fucking numbers um another guy i can see is uh running down the list here so hopping over to the offense b dot look The backup quarterback matters. Continuity matters a lot because a lot of the time that a backup plays is hopefully slim to none. Of course, you got to have a contingency plan if anything goes down. But look, man. I mean, not trying to play dead, but just calling a spade a spade. If Burrow goes down, we're done. Okay? I don't mean that negatively. I don't mean that we're not good enough to win without Joe Burrow. We can't. But on the real, above everything, like what are we doing? We're not going to go out and get no fucking quality backup, blah, 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 blah. 
You could say, oh, but the Chiefs had Chad Henney, bro, been in the league for fucking 15 years. How appealing was that? And he was also getting paid no money. You, In our situation right now, we can't be paying no premium dollar for a backup quarterback. And what's premium dollar for a backup quarterback? I don't know. But I mean, four or five million sounds like a fuck ton for a dude that's hopefully never going to play. Like, I think backup quarterback is one of the only positions that you never want to see on the field. Like, that may be the only football position that you head into a game and you say, I hope I don't see you on the field. You know what I'm saying? So, look, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. I think they bring Dot back, and if they like someone better, Jake Browning can come back. As he's been on the roster, he was brought up on the active roster multiple times during the playoffs. Then have him be a backup. I think he was close to pressing Dot last year anyways. So I, I expect it to be the same exact way. They're not going to draft a quarterback. They don't need to. They like Dot and they like Jake Browning. Have them bitches fucking duke it out in the preseason. So Dot, I can see something like a one-year 1.25. I'm pretty sure that's a vet minimum. Maybe a vet minimum's 875K. I'm not sure. Maybe full season, some shit like that. Uh, and that's what he signed for before. Um, so I think it was like a two-year 2.5, what he signed for. So AVR, going to be about the same that time for him. Tight end. Look, they're bringing back either Sample or Wilcox, one of them. They may bring back both of them. Uh, I think Devin Asiasi is still on, on contract. He ain't no dude for real. None. I think they like Sample more than him. Uh, you could probably make a case for why they're interchangeable, talent-wise, production-wise, ability-wise, but more continuity with Drew Sample. I think you can bring him back, uh, or Wilcox. And I don't know what those numbers would look like exactly. Sample per, could probably get something like 2.5, maybe 3 mil per year. Um, some people may say that's too much money. <laughs> I like sample, man. I'm not dissing on him. I'm not dissing on him. Um, Wilcox would get something cheaper, but I don't know. They liked Wilcox. I liked Wilcox. We've used him at times. Yes, he's dropped some passes, but he also caught some passes. He caught the fucking the touchdown pass in the Bucks game. We were without Hayden. What was that? Uh, week fifteen. Four, 16, some shit like that. Let's see. No, it's week 15. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's got some value. So one of them are coming back, probably both. There's a reason I didn't add Hayden on here. I, I don't know if we're bringing him back. I don't know. I think if we bring him back, uh, it's going to have to be a team-friendly deal. I mean, I've heard the number could get as high as 8 to 9 mil. I surely hope it don't for our sake, but for his sake, if he chases a bag that gives him eight or nine mil per, good for you, man. I think he can get that. But if he comes back here, I don't think it can go over five mil. I mean, we gave him 3.5 this year. I think he outplayed that number. I, I don't know. You can just only allocate so much money. You know what I'm saying? And of course, the landscape of... uh you know, the draft, allow me to backtrack a bit. Now I'm thinking about it. It is going to be a Bengals' top priority to get who they think could be a tight end one. Because the last thing you want to do 
is to head into, into a draft with a glaring need, especially when you're a team this good. Free agency is for need. Draft is for BPA talent. BPA talent building. Like, if you want to get as macro as macro, it's what you desire. I don't mean it's all, it always works that way. So there could be a scenario to where Mitch Wilcox and or Drew Sample are our tight end ones heading into the draft. We don't know. We'll have to see. But whichever tight end we try to bring in for a tight end one, that money ain't getting over five mil per, I think. I just, I don't see it. That's why it's to be seen with Hayden. Another guy I can see us bringing, bringing back is uh, Travion Williams. I think they liked him at the running back three spot. You think back to a couple years ago. I remember that game versus the Cowboys after Joe went down. And obviously the season, you know, the heart was ripped out of you, you know, in week 10 or week 11 when that game happened with Joe and the knee. Um, we ended up hosting bum-ass Andy and the Cowboys. And Travion, I think for the first time I've fucking seen in, in the NFL, we had three fumbles lost in a row on our first three drives. I think we didn't even get blown out in that game either. I think we had four turnovers on our first four drives too. I think it was uh, Alex Erickson fumble, Travion Williams fumbled twice. That's what it was. It was four drives in a row. Gio or Maje fumbled too? I don't know. I don't remember. Nonetheless, bringing it back with Trey Trey, he fumbled twice in a row on his first two or three carries. Really sour taste in their mouth. I know they're not holding that over him forever. And you see that because he's gotten work. I mean, he's been dressed. He's been an active guy. He's been on the kick return. He's been fine. He's been a fine kick returner. Nothing insanely electric, but he has been electric at times. And I think they like that. It's just got to be for the low, though. Um, So RB3, kick return money. Um, You'd think of a guy like Brandon Wilson got two years, uh, four mil, two per. And that contract was sadly horrible. Uh, Brandon Wilson was really nice in 2020, and it fell out for him. So if you're trying to compare numbers, you hope to get him for a bit cheaper, as is your running back, and Brandon Wilson was a safety. So uh, I could see something like two years, three mil, maybe 3.5. We'll see. Joe Batchy, I could see him coming back as well. He's just a good player. He's a good player that was recovering from the ACL a lot this year. Didn't get much time because he didn't really need him. You know, That's the great thing about you know, our linebacker unit. We got guys on guys on guys on guys. You know, 2021, we kept having the linebacker room go down. You know, like Jermaine was the only dude that, thank God, stayed healthy for fucking 19 of 21 games or some shit like that. Like 20 of 21. Logan went down. ADG went down. Joe Batchy had to play. He went down. Fucking uh, uh, Marcus Bailey, I think he missed some time. Clay Johnson had a step up. Keandre Jones. Like, do y'all know Keandre Jones? Probably not. Every guy had to step in. That's where we saw, saw a lot of Joe Batchy. Bring it back with today. Not playing much, but a valuable special teamer. Backup linebacker. I can see something like two years, 2.5. Keep him around. Keep him around. And then I got some maybes. Uh, I really think it's a maybe with Trey Flowers. I think multiple things got to happen before we're going to bring him back. Um, I think a big reason why is because I think Dax is going to step into that role a lot next year. At least I think he is. 
We'll see. Uh, of, you know, guarding those tight ends. Because I think Dax is capable. He's physical. He doesn't have the size, per se, like Trey Flowers. But the, he's got the physicality. He's got the speed, the agility to keep up with the tight ends. And to maybe with that advantage of the um, athleticism, you can work a bit more with that size disadvantage that you may come across at time with these tight ends. They like him in that role, I think. And maybe that's why Trey's on the outside or on the inside. It's to be seen. Um, Eli, big one. Talked about it many times. Um, Y'all know I run the Eli Apple fan train. I love Eli. But if we're talking about there's a guy out there named Patrick Peterson who put up top seven cornerback numbers last season. You may forget, but he is still a dude. He's still a dude. Yeah, he's a little bit slower. He's lost a step. But that IQ, EQ has not been diminished at all. That's a dude still. He signed a one-year, $4 million deal with the Vikings last year. He outplayed the fuck out of that contract. But he's not looking for no big bag anymore. He's looking for a big, shiny fucker to put on his fucking ring finger. That's what he's looking for. We can try to give him that. So that's what we're shooting for. We could fit him in a perfect role here. If Cheeto's not ready, as we kind of expect him to, um, let's not rush him back. Let's bring in a guy like Patrick Peterson for the same money that Eli would take. I think Eli played up to his contract number again. He signed for the one-year 2.5 in 2021. Outplayed that, got the one-year 4 with us this past year. He's probably going to get that again. Would you rather pay 4 mil to Eli Apple or Patrick Peterson? You tell me. Exactly. Now, Pat Pete's probably going to want to go be a starter somewhere. And again, that coincides with, are you sure you want to be a starter on a bowl team? How many are there? Not many. So we'll see. That's why it's up in the air with Eli. Um, If they don't find a better option than Eli, bring him back. Absolutely bring him back and draft a guy. So that's why it's still up in the air with Eli. Also, a lot of people, look, yeah, there's some baggage that comes with Eli. It's not terrible. It's just shit talk. Like, I think a lot of people are running too much with the baggage of Eli Apple. Like, what, what fucking baggage has he brought that's so detrimental? Like, well, so is his value just completely dissipated because he runs his mouth sometimes? Like, was he not a quality, a low-end cornerback one producing guy for two seasons he's been here? Just because he talks shit and he's got a, you know, a negative rap around his name, that there's nobody, there's no NFL player that gets more hate avidly against him than Eli Apple. Like, that's why. Like, anybody that's running with that, stop, because it's bullshit. And I don't think the Bengals are, it's not a huge thing for him. All right. So if anybody's saying, I don't think that's why they're going to bring Eli back because they don't like the baggage, nah, I think that's cap. It, does it exist? Sure. It's not enough for them to say, we do not want you anymore. We'll see. Another guy in the defensive backs room, uh, Jalen Davis. That has been our slot cornerback too. He has played valuable snaps at times. He did not last year much. Uh, Mike missed that one game, um, maybe one and a half. No, actually he didn't. He finished out the Browns game. Missed the – did he miss the Chiefs game? The first cheese game? I do not know. He missed a game, though. Um, 
I think they're going to look for that guy in the draft. I think they need a guy like that in the draft. Um, so we'll see with Jalen. If he's signed, I think it's going to be later. So, And, of course, let's go ahead, hit on um, the obvious ones, the biggest ones, the sexiest ones. Joe and T's contract. Look, I think the Bengals are going to do everything they can to try to extend T this year. I think that number is going to range from 20 to 25, and I'm sure the Bengals are pushing for 20 right now. I wouldn't be surprised if T is pushing for 25. A.J. Brown got 100 mil on a four-year deal last year. I don't think T is A.J. Brown, but he sure as fuck is not behind him. Far behind, I should say. Like, A.J. Brown's probably top five, top eight receiver, and T's just two, three spots behind him. That's what I'd say, thinking off the top of my head. And with the, you know, with the cap number going up, of course the Bengals operate as every team operates in the percentage of the cap, not necessarily the number given out or to each player, whatever. Um, I, I think that he could get that. Um, maybe we could even see 101. T and his agent, Mulligetta, um, he may be fighting for 101 on four years. Um, I'd love to see something like a 98, four years for 98 mil. I think that'd be a good deal for T. Um, and I don't know exactly what the signing bonus would entail. Maybe 20, 30 mil. Guaranteed of 98, I could see something like 30, 35, what the Bengals would like. T would probably push for 40. Mulligetta is difficult to ask. We'll see how that works. Nonetheless, I think the Bengals will get a deal done with T. And for Joe, what we want is we want as long as possible. Because you look at the Patrick Mahomes deal now, it looks a lot better. Plus, the guarantees were really low. He had a fat-ass signing bonus, crazy signing bonus. Um, And they convert a lot of that money to roster bonuses, I think. I think that's what they're going to look for with Patty this year. And I think they did that already, if I'm not mistaken. You can convert a lot of that money to roster bonus. That requires a lot of cash, so liquid on hand. And I don't know. The Bengals have never operated like that. They've been super conventional, super um, textbook, black and white, simple. That's why they have the connotation around the league from other teams throughout the league as they do because they operate in a very traditional manner. What would help the Bengals the most is to convert a lot of these cap hits to roster bonuses because that alleviates the cap hit itself. A roster bonus overrides cap hits, guys. All right. Roster bonus is straight up cash. You cut the cap number in whatever number you want, and you give that cash up front, on site, whenever that contract is done. You wire that bitch over to the player. That's it. So... We'll see if the Bengals want to do that. We'll see how much they do. Also, with the signing bonus, the signing bonuses are a bonus that is given out like a roster bonus, but it is uh, accounted for towards the cap and is cut towards the year. Um, it's, it's cut in chunks of the years of the contract. So say if Joe Burrow gets a $100 million signing bonus, I don't know if it'd be that high. It would be a $25 million signing bonus if it's a four-year deal. but Or if it's a 10-year deal and it's 
$20 million signing bonus, that's $12 million per year in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? So it's to be seen how the Bengals want to approach that. Joe Burrow's not going to get a fully guaranteed deal. We all know that. It's not going to happen. No worries there. Um, I think what they're shooting for is a Patrick Mahomes deal. Because if it's 2027 and Joe Burrow's contract's hitting fat for going into its third offseason, because as I've told you guys, all because he signs an extension don't mean that that cap hits immediately $50 million. Joe is still accounted for the cap this year of 11.9, I think, 11.9 mil towards the cap. Uh, we'll see the exact number. Um, signing bonus is added, um, so it would be a bit more. Um, um, and yeah, then it doesn't hit fat for some years, but by the time 2027 would come around hypothetically, and he's on a 10 year deal, that cap hit looks a lot better as that cap number is going up a lot higher. Realistically, I'm sure Joe's shooting for something like five, six years because look, he wants to reset the market again as a guy should. I'm expecting. We don't know exactly how Joe's approaching this. We've talked a fuck ton about it. Is he going to take a team-friendly discount? Blah, 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 blah. I don't see that, and I don't think he should. Why? If you're the best at your craft, think about it at your job. If you're the best at what you do, why would you want to take significantly less than someone that's not better than you, that you're working alongside? Oh, but you just want to do it for the team? No, you want to get your bag and get what you're worth, and so you can continue to perform your best and feel like you're worth a damn. You know, but that's the intricate things in and out. We'll see how that plays out. And hopefully we get some insights on how it has and how it did once it's done. Um, Maybe six, seven years for Joe. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> so how does that set us up for outside free agents once free to see begins? I don't know. I mean, this is off the top of my head. I've gone through a lot of numbers and it's fucking intricate because I'm no cap expert. I know some, I know multiple parts of the cap, certainly no expert on it. I'm diving into these numbers. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, this goes here, that goes there, blah, 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 all that cap. Blah, blah. It's fucking intricate, my people. I'll tell you this. We could be left around with signing all those guys, all of our guys, retaining our guys, extending guys, resigning guys. We could have, and and assuming you cut some guys, I should have added that. Um, I do need to add that. I think the Bengals can cut Joe Mixon um, or restructure, as I've said before. So, sorry, I'm going to retract a bit, talk about the cuts, because I think that's important. I think the Bengals are going to, Joe Mixon will be cut or restructured. There's no in-between. Joe Mixon is taking six million dollars or less max. I'd assume max six twenty five or six point five mil per year. Pure speculation. I'm just thinking, and numbers of what would make sense, or he's gone. It's just it's it's to that point, man. It's to that point with who we got to pay, how Joe is producing. It's coming to that point. So if he don't take it, we're gonna have to part ways with him. Love everything Joe Mixon has done for us. I mean that with no apathy. I love Mixon. It's just how it is, man. Uh, another guy is Brandon Wilson's going to be the easiest cut, low key, uh, two million caps straight up, zero dead money, uh, so that'd be an easy out right there. Uh, Joe Mixon would leave you with six point six million in cap space saved because he takes um, his cap it is twelve point 
two this year. I'd have to see. Dead cap of 5.5 mil. So he gets 5.5 mil for getting cut. Joe Mixon would. Um, and then we save 6.6. So that's 6.6 save right there. I think L. Collins um, is going to be a guy that's a potential cut. His cap hits 9.9, right under 10 mil this year. Uh, there's lots of incentives latent in that contract uh, with games played. A lot of those things as we initially structure the contract. So it is kind of appealing. We'll just see. We've talked about it with Lael. The injuries are stacking up. It, you know, it's. I think it may be getting a bit much for him. And he looked to upgrade. But you ain't cutting Lael before you have a contingency plan that makes you confident right in front of your face. Whatever that is. Whether that's a draft hit, a draft pick that you like in training camp, whatever. I think Lael is a post-June 1 cut. Or he's a cut when you have a deal established with a guy in free agency. We'll see. We will see. So I'll run into uh, what some free agents we could target later uh, as I ran through a lot of what we're going to do in our four walls ahead of free agency and beginning that. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll end up getting into some outside guys with my homie Drake on Friday. Um, so hopefully that created some clarity for you guys heading into fucking free agency and where we stand. All right. You know, having this 12 to 18 to 21 million that we could have in cap space and free to see whatever that looks like. We got money to play with either way, whether it's smaller or larger. So we are not finished. My people, we are not finished all because we got guys to extend. We got room. These the Bengals are in a great, great, great fucking spot right now. Great spot. All right. Hope y'all have a good rest of your week. Um, Like I said, I'll be back with my homie Drake on Friday and record so you guys can have more Bengals content. Talk to y'all later. Peace.